0: It's 5 Minutes With Me. Hi friends, Marco here. Welcome to episode 51, I think it is, of 5 Minutes With Marco. So this little podcast is often a bit theoretical, sometimes provocative and sometimes encouraging and maybe occasionally both, but today I'm going to get practical a little heads up, you might want something to jot down notes. What I'm going to talk about might be particularly helpful to your small group leaders. Of course, you could just send them a link to this episode instead of taking notes. If you're going to lead great conversations with teenagers, you have to become a student of questions. Great youth leaders understand different kinds of questions and how to intersperse them at the right times. We've all been in learning contexts where the leader has merely asked one kind of question over and over and over again. And you know how brain and soul numbing that can be. So, as we look at these different kinds of questions, remember this variety is the key. Mix it up. First, polar questions. Polar questions, as their name implies, are really cold. <laughs> That was a uh, dumb dad joke. Actually, a polar question is the official name for a yes-no question. In a broader sense, a polar question can be any question that has only two possible answers, sometimes even called a binary question. Short, simplistic input, polar questions should be used very sparingly in youth ministry discussions. Slightly more nuanced input, once in a while, polar questions can be helpful. I I can think of two ways in which they can be helpful. First, the occasional use of a list of yes-no questions can act as an interesting introduction to a subject. Like, if I was going to lead a conversation about lying, I might start with a quick list of these polar questions. Have you ever lied about feeling sick to avoid going to school or doing a chore? Have you ever lied about what you brought in your lunch so your friend wouldn't try to steal it? Have you ever lied to a teacher about why you didn't get your homework finished? Have you ever lied to a friend about something you heard about him or her because you thought the truth would hurt? The second good use of polar questions is when the response is followed immediately by why or talk about that. In either of these good uses of polar questions, the strength is in the follow-up, the conversation and thoughts behind the yes or the no. Second kind of questions, information questions. Information questions quite simply highlight particular aspects of what was just observed or discussed in order to emphasize or draw out a fact. These questions can very quickly feel like a quiz or like school in general. So like polar questions, we need to use them sparingly. But information questions are particularly helpful when digging into a Bible passage or a story use them intentionally to focus on aspects of the passage that you want to be sure get noticed. Let's say you're looking at the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It could be helpful to ask, what did the guys do specifically that got them in trouble? What did they say to the king when he threatened to throw them into the fiery furnace? What did the king notice when the kings were in the furnace? Third, we have understanding questions. Understanding questions can, at first, sound a lot like information questions. The difference is that understanding questions require some subjectivity, whereas information questions are purely objective. Using the example of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, some good understanding questions might be, what was really behind the king's willingness to build the statue? Why do you think the guys weren't afraid? Who do you think the fourth person was walking around in that furnace? Fourth, we have implication or speculation questions. Speculation is forward thinking. It's thinking about the why and the what if. Speculation is, learning, is a learning requirement for processing what this information or idea or truth might mean for us. Since teenagers aren't naturally good at speculation, it's imperative that we pepper our conversations with great speculation questions. Like understanding questions, these are subjective, not objective. But rather than being focused on the content or passage or idea itself, these questions bring out implications for the individual teenagers in your group. For Shadshack and Benny, you might ask, what would you have done if you were in their shoes when the call to worship sounded? What would you have been feeling when you were brought up to the edge of the furnace What are some ways that you're asked to bow down to idols and objects of worship that aren't God? Or how can you have the courage to take a stand like Shadshack and Benny? And finally, we have application questions. Application questions are intended to bridge the gap between thinking and action. We might speculate about what bridging the gap or applying this truth to my life, and what it might look like prior to the gap, but application questions ask for specific action on the other side for the three who would not bow. Questions like, what's the, a real situation in your life where you've been asked to go against what you believe and what God wants for you? What can you do this week to take a stand on that? What will you do Do to put yourself in a place like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego where you'll have the courage to stand for what you know is right. Want to have fantastic dialogue with your youth group? Be intentional about the kinds of questions you ask and mix it up. The Youth Cartel Podcast Network.